Watch up to the unusual thoughts podcast. You. Podcast off, man, with with a, with a with a vibe like that, man. To say, man, where the money at? What you, what you trying to do, man? Everybody trying to get a couple of racks, so um, the the it just feel right to start it off that way, man. So, anywho, welcome back to episode sixteen of the Unusual Thoughts Podcast. I'm your host Boogie. I'm feeling good this week, man. I can't lie, man. It's been a it's been a decent week. Um. Been out here grinding, been out here uh, trying to make a few things happen, make a few things move, man. And, you know, it, it's it's a blessing. Uh, I'm healthy. My son is healthy. So um, Avengers uh, Endgame is out, uh, and I'm, I'm going to see that tomorrow. Yeah, I'm going to see that tomorrow. Today is Friday. So, yeah, I'm going to see that tomorrow. So it's all, all is well in the atmosphere right now. But y'all know how we start this podcast off every week, man. I'm going to be right back at you, man, with the Unusual Thought of the Week. And I got to let y'all know, man, this Unusual Thought of the Week is weird because I had one written out. I I, read, I, read, I wrote out a whole one. I'm going to have to get out that one next week, man, because I'm sitting here and I'm, I was having a few conversations with a couple friends this week. And even a conversation this morning, man, it was about something that came up and that we're going to get into later on in the podcast or something that came up. And, um... And off the top of the head, man, I just I, I thought about a new one, so I just want to give y'all that one. So I'm gonna be right back at you with the unusual thought of the week. The unusual thought of the week, yes, sir. This is the man. This this one is is um it's crazy because like I just told you guys, man, I had one written out. I had a whole one written out, man, almost two pages long, man, and I was just 
My best friend, I was having a conversation with someone yesterday. My best friend called me this morning and we were just talking. And then one just came up in my head, man. And and the one that came, and it came up in my head, I, I'm going to tell y'all the truth. I don't really know exactly what I'm about to say. Because like I said, this literally, I just literally thought about it this morning. And all I wrote down was one line. Well, really, I wrote down, let me make sure. That was two words. <laughs> That's all I wrote down because it was so, it, 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 it. It snapped on me so fast that I, I didn't even want to take the time to write it. I just wanted to, I guess, just put my real feelings into it. Well, I always put my real feelings into it, but I guess right off the top of the head. And, um, you know, like in this life, man, we, we all in a place where we're, we're trying to up, obtain some things in our lives to gain financial freedom, to be able to do and move the way that we want, man. And I was just sitting there talking to my friend, man. I was just like, bro, I understand all these dreams, bro, but bro, we got to be be realistic. Like, I don't think sometimes we're not realistic with ourselves about things. Like, negative would go so far as to say, man, being honest with yourself, whatever the case may be. But, you know, man, in this life, man, we dream. Like, when we dream about, we got high hopes and our dreams can take us places that, that, um, that may seem out of reach for us. Our dreams, because our dreams can, they, 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 they can be far-fetched sometimes, so it's like it's out of reach. But I, I guess in my mind, it's like, it's not that they're out of reach, but I want you to be realistic. You're not going to go from point A to point to the end of the, to the, to the end of the dream or to the end of the goal in one step. It, it don't happen like that. It doesn't. Like, I don't, I, I don't know nobody that woke up one morning with a dream and boom, I say I want to dream and just get it done. It, it, it's processes, it's, it's steps to get those things done. And you know, man, in my personal life, man, I'm like that. I'm like that with a lot of stuff. Like I will go, my imagination will run wild sometimes. Like, and even that even, and the funny part is, man, it even come down to my son. Like I can remember when, um, when Rosa told me she was pregnant. This is in 2010 when she told me she was pregnant. And in my head, I, I promise you, it's the funniest thing. And she died laughing. We laughed about a year later. Like, it was so funny because I instantly, it, it, I skipped. I just, I, in my head, it's like she told me she was pregnant. And I'm happy. We happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, we shared our moment for a minute. And then I instantly went to Tate being 8, 9, 10 years old. Like, I just completely skipped over the, the two, three month one year, two year old kid that I okay, this kid can't feed himself. I instantly went to in my head is like I've always wanted a son, so in my head I just instantly went to, but I can't wait to this nigga ten years old, but we're gonna be kicking it. Me and my son are gonna be kicking it. We're gonna be yeah, we're gonna be doing everything together. I went to that like not understanding that hey bro you gotta be realistic in this thing. You gotta go through this process of teaching this kid how to how to do certain things, how to feed himself, how to clean himself, how to walk, how to talk, how to he got to be a baby first. (laughs) Your child got to be a baby first. Like I completely skipped over that part. And I think sometimes in our life, man, when we go, when we going for goals and things like that, we don't, sometimes I don't, I'm just, look, I'm a, I I speak for, I want to speak for a lot of people, but I don't like to, but it's like, we don't think about the process of nothing. We go to the end goal. Like I would dream that I want this type of car. You don't realize the steps in trying to get that car. Like, be realistic. Hey, you might can't get this Range Rover, bro, but you can get this this Tahoe to help you build your credit, and then you can keep grinding. And then in maybe five or six years, you might can afford to get that Range Rover. Let's be realistic about our goals, and you know, because I think once we're realistic, 
Excuse me. I think once we are realistic with some of the things that we want, that we that we need, that we want to attain, obtain in our lives, I think once you be once you're, once we're realistic about it, it gives us the ability to go out and get those dreams done, to get those goals accomplished, to to make these things work that you want to make work because real being realistic, like I said, it's, it's the same thing as being honest with yourself, honestly. But I think sometimes like we we're not. <laughs> We're not realistic, man. I need to get some water. <coughs> man, some of my throat. <coughs> Excuse me. That was crazy. Excuse me. I got me some water, but, you know, I don't think sometimes that, that we're realistic about things. And that's, uh, you know, I think when, when you're not realistic, man, you, you get a false sense of, I don't even know what to say, a false sense of ability, maybe. I can't say a false sense of pride because your pride shouldn't be tied to a dream. But I would just say like a false, like you you get, you see things in the way that they're not. So I, I when he was talking to me, man, and and he was just talking about some things that he want to do. And I, and I told him, I said, bro, I believe in you 100%. It ain't about me not believing in you. Trust me, you know I got your back 100 grand. Like I'm, I'm all in with you no matter what we got to do. We've been down 20 plus years. I'm with you. I said, bro, let's be realistic about it. Like, let's not go to, 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 like he, okay. So the thing is, I'll tell y'all a little bit about it. Like he wants to start a, a used car dealership. That's all fine with me. I said, bro, you know, that sounds good to me. Cause I know a couple people that do it. Like I know some, some fraternity brothers that do it, but he been wanting to do this for years. He's just a car person. And I'm like, Hey bro, we can't jump out the window talking about we want to buy 10 cars off the rip. But let's start with one or two cars. Because I can't afford to go out here and buy 10 cars or put the money in to buy 10 cars. I can help you out and put the money in to help you buy two or maybe one or two or three cars. Then for the low, maybe we can flip them. Like, we got to start somewhere. Let's not try to get to the end goal. Because, like I said, I understand he knows cars, fine, cheap cars, the whole nine. And, you know what I'm saying? We've been doing research about it. And... You know, like I told him, I said, like, bro, let's be realistic about it. Like, bro, we don't have that amount of money to put in up front. But we got this much. I ain't going to give y'all the number, but we got this much we can put up. Boom, let's find two or three cars for that, maybe. Or find two good cars for that and flip them just for, for double. So it's just about being realistic with your, with whatever you got going on. And it's, like I said, it could be about anything. There was some other stuff that we talked about too, but like I said, y'all don't need to know everything, but it's just some things that we have to be realistic about. And I think once we take that um, that approach in our lives, man, I think we can obtain so much more by being realistic. It simply starts with that, but that's just my opinion. Like, honestly, be realistic, be honest with yourself, man. Take, And I think, man, like, Y'all see I started out the podcast with the great Nipsey Hussle, man. Like, he said every every year, man, he went back and rewrote his goals down. It's simple stuff like that. Short-term goals, short-term goals, long-term goals. Man, write them things down, man, to see it clear. I got a book. I got mine wrote down. You know what I'm saying? And hopefully, man, every year, every six months, however I need to do it, man, I can go back and... Hopefully, some of them goals that I got written on that list, man, I can check them off the list. And then once I check them off the list, bro, I can update those goals. 
but be realistic in my goals. Or don't go from one thing to the extreme. Just go from one goal to the next step, to the next step, and build upon that. Build upon the small things, and hopefully one day you can turn them into a big thing. So, again, man, that's my unusual thought of the week, man. It was, it's like I said, it was just off the top of the head, man, from having a conversation um, with a couple people, mainly my best friend. But, man, let's try to be realistic with ourselves in our everyday life. Not only, like, like I said, in our everyday life and with some of the goals that we want to obtain. And let's just try to be realistic and make this thing go further and build up on the little things in our lives in order to turn them into a big thing, man. Again, unusual thought of the week. Unusual. Yes, 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 yes. Off the unusual thought of the week. Man, it's been a good week. It's been a good week, man. A lot of things going on, man. Here in Nashville, the NFL draft is here. The playoffs are in full swing. Man, um, but I want to start with something that's serious to me um, because I'm, I'm so appreciative and I thank God and I prayed to God about it as soon as I saw the news, man, that um, I, I, something popped up on my phone that said, Intru-, all I saw, the first couple words that I saw, I saw uh, home intruder, um, I saw Bun B and I saw shooting and I'm like, Man, please, before I even read the I didn't even read the uh the, the, the entire headline. Before I even got into it, man, I stopped and I prayed like, man, please don't let nothing be wrong with Bun B. Like I Bun B, man, like being from down south, man, really, really um legendary guy, man. Bun B uh from Texas, really, really legendary from the legendary rap group, uh UGK. I just stopped and I prayed right then before I even read anything. Like I said, I didn't even get through the entire headline because the headline did tell me exactly what happened. But I was just like, I saw Bun B shooting, home intruder. I'm like, man, it it shook me for a second. But then I stopped and I prayed about it. And to... On the on the better side of things, man, nothing uh, happened to Bun B, but somebody did break into his home uh, while he and his wife was there. Um, and Bun B, being the trio OG that he is, the guy that I think that I thought he was, the guy that I know he is now, he shot him <laughs> for good damn reason. So the story goes something like uh, Bun B and his wife was at home and they get a, uh, a the doorbell rings or someone knocks on the door and his wife thinks it's a package coming in for her. So she goes to the door, opens the door, the guy kicks the door in and puts a gun right to his wife's head. And uh, the guy just pointed the gun to the head, man, and, tried to force, and he forced his way inside their home. And he was like, of course, he wanted some valuables and things like that. But his wife being the man, being the uh, man, it's so it's so crazy, man. But being the 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 queen that she is, the protector that she is, not even just a gangster that she is, man. Like she knew her. She knew her husband, Bun B, was upstairs. So. The guy was trying to get upstairs, and she was like, no, there's nothing up there. Um, here, just take the car. And so she led him into the garage to, to steal the car. Man, you don't understand. Like, before I go any further, man, like, I don't think you understand how 
how great that is, man, for your woman to have a gun to her head. She got a gun to her head. Now, this is your wife has a gun to her head. And instead of panicking, the first thing she thinks about is trying to protect you. Now, I'm not going to lead him upstairs to where I know my husband is. I'm going to take him into the garage. Like, that's, man, like, that is, man, when I read the story, I was like, man, that is amazing, to say the least. And, of course, this is a black woman. She'll put herself in danger to protect her husband. Come on, man. You don't understand how powerful that is. To me, that's powerful. So she led him into the garage. Uh, Bun B upstairs, heard a commotion, come down. He grabbed his gun and come downstairs. And um, Bun B met him in the garage, man. They exchanged gunfire. Bun B ended up shooting the guy. Um, the kid, man, named, uh, what is his name? His name is the 20-year-old DeMonte Jackson. Um, he was shot and, um, Bun B shot him and he ran off. So, uh, but then he, the reason that they caught him is that he, uh, he got hit in the shoulder. Bun B shot him in the shoulder. I wish he was a, uh, I don't even want to speak like that, but you know, he got him in the shoulder and then the guy showed up at the hospital um, to get treated for his, uh, for his shoulder injury. So, um, Bun B nor his wife was injured, and I'm so appreciative of that. Like, thank God, especially to his wife. Now, I definitely didn't want anything to happen to Bun B, but I definitely didn't want anything to happen to his wife either, man, especially to have somebody to try to protect you like that, the way that she was trying to protect him, and then he come back and to show her, like, baby, I know you got me, but I also got you too, baby. Don't worry about it. I got you too. Just like you got me, I got you. So that is just amazing in his own right. And I'm going to tell y'all the honest God's truth. This is just how I feel. Ain't nobody else got to feel like this. DeMonte should have been dead. And I bet you Bun B right now is 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 appreciative that him, or his, that him and his wife are safe. But I bet you right now he regretting it. Man, I, I should have killed him. Because I'm going to tell you the truth, man. You put a gun to my wife's head, to my to, to family, but you put a gun to my wife's head, you got to die. And I, I, and I'm pretty sure he hit him in the shoulders. Him. He was aiming to go and take him out of here. So, you know, I, 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 I hate to wish death upon somebody, but you put a gun to my wife's head, I don't have no sympathy for you. I don't have a second thought for you. It's literally, you got to die. So... Thank God nothing was wrong with, uh, thank God that Bun B was there for, that his wife was there for him and he was there for his wife. <laughs> if they never, I know they had a bun, they've been married for years, I already know they had a bun, but this makes it, this even solidifies it even more, man. So, blessings to Bun B and his family. Um, that guy, like I said, he's been arrested, he got a charge, he got charged with uh, armed robbery, uh, let me make sure. I don't want to lie about his charges. So I think the guy, he was charged with uh, aggravated robbery and burglary. Burglary. I hope I said that right. <laughs> you know, my my English ain't the best, so y'all can't judge me on that. 
Hell, y'all saw that earlier with my throat. Something was in my throat. I don't know what the hell wrong with me, but I, I got my water, so I don't, hopefully that won't happen no more today. But anywho, but he got charged. He's in jail, so hopefully he get the maximum sentence that um that that the law warrants in the state of Texas, man. But again, man, shout out to Bun B um, and his beautiful, beautiful wife um, for their safety. So going from there, man, the segue over into that, man, is uh, Carter B had a little riff with the <laughs> a little riff with the shade room man i don't know much about it i'm gonna tell you the truth because i don't i don't follow the shade room i again man i know if y'all don't know i do not follow um people's personal lives i don't care like when it comes to artists and uh, um whether it be musicians whether it be actors performers athletes i don't too much follow their real life man i, I try to stick to what they do um, from my favorite basketball player down to my favorite rapper, like I just don't, I, I, I don't think that is much of my business. So to try to get into their personal lives, so I only really know about the things that they talk about, um, whether it be in an interview or in their art. Um, like I said, Jay Z is my favorite rapper, and I only, I only know one of his kids named Blue because he's put it in so many songs. Um, and that goes for anybody else that I like. If I like you, I I listen to your art, I listen to interviews and things, but I don't dig into your personal life. But it's just some back and forth stuff that Cardi was. She went on this long rant about. Um, I guess the only thing I think of is just say, um, you know, it's a double edged sword because, you know, sometimes people say like, hey, if something's not true, then you can just ignore it. But then in today's society, man, like Charlemagne say something all the time where he say, uh, who cares about the truth when the lie is more entertaining? And sometimes a lie can can spread so fast that it can, it does harm to you. Like nobody likes to hear bad things about them or anybody or their family or people around them. Nobody likes to hear that. So, you know, sometimes you, you want to ignore some things, but then sometimes you want to come to the defense of it as well. So I understand we're call it where what Cardi B was coming from, um, with just trying to defend the people that she loved. Like I get it. Uh and I guess the Shade Room, like I said, I I don't follow the Shade Room. I've I I've probably visited their page maybe three times. I just don't care to be on there because it's it's people personal lives, man. I just don't care to uh, I just don't care to know that type of stuff. I don't care. Because especially, and I guess for me, like the couple times that I've been on there, it's, it's mainly the bad stuff about people. Like it's, it's rarely the good. And for me, for anybody, and even the people that I don't like, like if I ain't got much good to say about you, I just don't say nothing about you at all. Because I don't like that type of energy. Like, and I understand people may speak down on me and that's their business. I'm not going to, just because you speak down on me don't mean that I'm going to speak down on you. I just live my life like you're not there, and it's it's a couple it's a couple people in this world that I just do not rock with. I don't never speak on them, and hopefully they never speak on me. But it's no reason for me every time something comes up for me to try to bash that person. That don't do me no good. So um, I hope Cardi B can find some type of peace with that man to know like that it's a balance. It it is, and it's always gonna be a balance with social media. So um, I hopefully she don't spend. Um, tons of her time um, worrying about what people say. Uh, so, that's that. Um, and y'all, 
Okay, so to go from there, man, the the the, the unusual thought, man, came from uh, probably from this conversation that I was having this morning. With where well, I know it ain't no probably, definitely came from this conversation um, about that I was having with my best friend this morning, and uh, one of the conversations was about um, Dabo Sweeney, um, Clemson head coach, head football coach. He just got a new deal worth, man, an insane amount of money, <laughs> like. Truly, truly insane amount of money. Um, he has two national championships over the past two two seasons. No, three years. He's won two championships in three years. And um, Clemson was like, man, we are going to lock you up. And for that, he has a very, very <laughs> lucrative um, extension um, at the University of Clemson. And so, Dabo Sweeney just got a new contract for, man, nine years. Nine years. I don't even know if y'all want to know the number to this, man. It's it's absolutely crazy amount of money. But he got... A $93 million, $93 million contract with the Clemson Tigers. I got to give him a, I got to give him an air horn for that. $93 million? Davos Winnie got $93 million and it makes him the second highest paid college coach in the country. Now, I bring that up just to say this. The reason that um, the Be Patient came about is because, of course, in which I know this conversation is definitely about to happen on a bunch of different platforms uh, in the next two weeks ago, two weeks or so, is they was like, how can he get $90, $93 million and you can't pay your players? They play in the NCAA. And look, man, look, I, man, this, it's a, this is a, one of the most slippery slopes that you could go down just for the simple fact that I, I agree. I personally agree that um, that student athletes should get paid. I was one of them. I played NCAA, uh, played in MTSU for four years. So I was a student athlete at the University of Middle Tennessee State. Well, not said the university, but at Middle Tennessee State University. So, I do agree that we that the student athletes should get paid, but I also understand why it's a slippery slope just for the simple fact that, and this is what I told my friend. I was like, bro, that's what a be real. I said, but we gotta be realistic about this thing. I said, and why I said that to him, I was just like, in NBA, you got what four hundred so players, maybe four hundred and fifty, some some weird number. Let me make sure. Um, I'm 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 gonna give you the exact number. So in the NBA, you have uh, no, nah, that's not right because it's thirty teams. Now it's gonna say twenty three teams, so it's definitely not right. But it's about four hundred and twenty. Um, so okay, so compared on the NBA, compared it's four hundred and ninety four uh, for the for the roster list on opening day roster list of 2018-2019 season. It was four hundred and ninety four NBA players. It's under 500 people. You know how many people in the world? 
So it's under 500 people. So that's why you can make that amount of money in the NBA because it's only, you're only paying 400 and you're only paying, let's say 500. You're paying 500 players, right? You're paying 500 players. If you go over to football, go over to football in the NFL, which is the second, but I ain't, uh, let's say, um, it's, it's, it's 32 teams and it's, it's a 53 man roster on 32 teams. So that's about almost 1,700. So you got about 1,700 plus 500, but there's 2,200 people that you pay. There's 2,200 out of all the people in the world. 2,200. And even if you want to take MLB, if it, and I don't, you know what I'm saying, I don't really watch baseball too much, but um, on a baseball team, it's 25 players, and the expanded roster is up to 40. Um, how many people... How many teams are in the, in the, in the in Major League Baseball? I don't even know. But it's, let's say, I don't even know how many teams. <laughs> let's see, Major League Baseball roster allowed the agreement of blah, blah, blah. General active uh, 25, expanded roster to 40 players. So, you know, you got, okay, let's say a couple, uh, let's say a 1,000 for them too. So you got about 3,000, 4,000 professional athletes Um in the United States, of course, I ain't talk, I ain't counting all the leagues as far as women basketball. I'm, but you you get what I'm saying. It's not that many people when you when the grand scheme of things, right? So you can uh, you you can you can move around and pay that many people. So when I think about college, I think about this. Like I said, although I do agree that they should be paid, and I think there is a way to do it. I, I just honestly don't know how. I, I don't know how it can be done. I got a few ideas, but I don't know how you would break that down. But I was just telling my friend, like, bro, he was like, because he's like, no, nah, but it's bullshit. They got to get paid, blah, blah, blah. And I said, I get it. I said, but I said, you realize when you pay one student athlete, like, through the NCAA, you got to pay them all. You can't just say, hey, I'm going to pay uh, uh, the North Carolina basketball team or I'm going to pay or we're going to pay the Michigan football team. No, when you say you're going to pay the Michigan football team through the NCAA, you got to pay everybody that's under the NCAA scholarship. And that goes for people like the tennis team that may not bring in no money. That goes for the golf team that probably don't bring in no money. They just student athletes. And what I was trying to explain to him is like, bro, you ain't going to sit up and tell me if I'm a student athlete at any particular school. You're not going to sit up and tell me that, hey, I can pay the football team, but I can't pay y'all. What the fuck? What you mean? We're in the NCAA too. And to my knowledge, we're on the same, we're on the same scholarship. Our scholarships have the same wording. So how are you going to pay this guy that plays on a team that may bring in a certain amount of money, but then not pay me because I don't bring in no money? Because I might play volleyball. It might not bring in as much money as a basketball team do. But I'm still a student athlete. So why, I can, why can't I get the same thing as them? And like I told my friend, I said, because once you start differ, di- differentiating differentiating those pay grades, you're a professional. He was like, but bro, what about if they can just get, you know what I'm saying, like a bonus? I said, that's professional shit, bro. You can't say, hey, if I go out here and get 20 and 10, because he, because my friend was even talking about, he even went so far to say, bro, I pay the starters more than I pay the people on the bench. I'm like, well, that, that, that's professional basketball and professional football at that point. You can't do that. Like, if you want to keep it amateurism alive, like, you can't do that. If I'm if I'm the eighth man on the bench and might not play as much as the starter, now, I started all my years in college. But 
I will I will completely understand if somebody, let's say, like my line brother that played with me, KC that played on the team with me, I will understand if you come up and be like, bro, I got a problem with Boogie getting this much and me getting this much zip because I'm not starting. I completely understand that because it's like, bro, we're on the same scholarship. Now, if you go to the league, bro, of course the pay grades are different, bro. You do this and, you know what I'm saying, you get paid differently. But so when I when I thought about it, I just, like, I, I try to explain it to them. It's like, hey, man, it's a sleepy slope because not only you got to figure out the pay, how you going to do it. I said, bro, you got D1, D2, D3, Zuko, anything under the NCAA banner, go on some money. You ain't going to be able to just do the top schools and then bring in the most amount of money. You're going to have to do everybody across the board. And like I said, we go up to some of these schools up north, man, but they got everything from hockey to, to all type of winter sports that we don't do down south. Like some schools even got men's and women's volleyball. So you got to pay everybody. And everybody's going to want the same thing. But my problem with it is that it's never going to be enough. No matter what, if the NCAA come out next year and be like, hey, we're going to pay our student athletes, whatever number they say, I promise you it's not going to be enough. Somebody's going to be like, well, man, man, what about this? I, I did this and Jersey says, why can't I get a piece of the Jersey this and da-da-da-da? It's never going to be enough. So I was telling him, I said, bro, why would you open up that Pandora's box? As much as I think that players should and uh, I think players should get paid in college, What's the, what's the point of opening up this Pandora's box? Because whatever you tell them, whatever you give to a student athlete in today, if you go to any school and you say, hey, this is what, and he was like, man, we can just give him a large lump sum and blah, blah, blah. Or if you do 20 and 10 on a basketball court, if you go catch five balls for a buck 25 and a touchdown, you can get that. I said, bro, that's, that sounds like incentives. You can't pay them off incentives. Because some people, so it's a month like, okay, so this month I might have had, I might have averaged 15 points. So next month I might average 26 and I'm going to get more because I average more. Like, this professional. I said, so my thing is, I said, bro, we got to be realistic. So what's the point of opening up that Pandora's box? Because like I told him, I said, so if they come out and say that everybody can get paid a certain amount, boom, we're just going to give a flat line across the board to everybody that's under the umbrella of NCAA sports. We're going to give them a flat rate. And the guys at the bigger school are going to be like, bro, I'm bringing more money than, than the guys at the little school, so we need to change that. So now he's going to try to go to a percentage thing, right? So you try to go to the percentage thing, now it's, bro, this this kind of getting out of hand because then once you go to the percentage thing, now it's going to be like, okay, well, if you sell a jersey that got my, I ain't, you ain't got to have my name on it, but if you sell a jersey like a North Carolina that might have the number that I wear, I want a percentage of that. And it's like, so it's a Pandora's box to where it's just, do you want to go down this road of, 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 it's, it's just, I just feel like, for me personally, I just feel like it's going to be never ending. It's never going to, because it's, it's, let's be clear about something. I don't know nobody that says they got enough money. You never in your life make enough money. Ever. So when you think about stuff like that, it's like, man, like, do, do you, like I said, bro, when you had this conversation, man, I truly don't know where to go with it. Um, as much as I agree that kids and, and student athletes should be paid, I also understand the dynamic of it, bro. It's a lot more student athletes than it is professional athletes. I'm talking about way more. So when you think about it, don't just think about 
your 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 big schools or your big time athletes, man. You got to think about the totality of everybody. Cause like I told him, I said, bro, cause if I'm a parent, I got a son. I said if Tay go to school and and whatever, whenever he supposed to go to school and he play for he and he playing at a college and he and he he got a scholarship to go to school for whatever reason, and and a kid making more than him just because he might be doing more on the team, I might have a problem with that. This is me being honest. And I told him, I said, and you have a, he has a daughter. I'm like, bro, you have a problem with that too. Like, they can't come to you and be like, because you ask that question. Because your daughter's like, if your daughter come to you and be like, hey, daddy, my teammate get more money than me. And you're going to be like, why? Y'all motherfuckers don't like, let me see his scholarship compared to yours. Y'all on the same scholarship, why they get more money? So, you know, it's, like I said, I think it's a way for you to do it. But like I said, I just think, It'll take some years to get done. It'll take some some really smart people to break this thing down, man. Because you got, first thing first, you got to think about, you got to get every player, every student athlete in the country. All, don't even let me lie to you and tell me how many states we got. Because I don't know. I don't think about that bullshit. 50, 52, 54, 35, I don't know. Whatever the number is. You got to go to every school and every, in every state and get the rosters for every sports team on that on that um on that campus. Um and you just have to find a way to do it. Like I said, I think you can do it. You just have to you really gotta sit down and break this thing down to a science to where, okay, this is how we can do it, whether it be percentages, whether it be um because I, I understand that some schools got more money, so everybody can't get the same amount of money. So I so you know, it's a way to do it. I just think it has to be broken down into percentages. Now what I don't like to hear is that people talking about man, student athletes don't deserve to get paid. They get a free education, bro. Y'all don't kid me with that bullshit. Like I had this conversation with my homeboy Tyler, and I'm like, I said, bro, that, that don't make sense. I said, yeah, we get a free education. I said, but you realize there's other students that come here on scholarships and got free educations too. They can still go get a job and still live their life. They're still kids. He was like, man, y'all get money. Y'all get a lump sum, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. I said, okay, let me break it down. So I said, I agree with you. I said, when I, when I was in school, man, my last two or three years, I stayed off campus. Um, and so they had to give me the money so I could pay. I just got me an apartment so I could, had to pay my rent. I said, so let's say they give me dollars right? $6,500, $7,000. I said, bro, I got to pay my rent for the next five months. I got to pay my rent for the next five months. Whatever my rent may be at the time, I got to pay my rent. So I might be left with $1,500, $2,000. Might be left with that, $1,500, $2,000, maybe a little bit more. I said, so... Can you live for four or five months off $2,000? Who can do that? Well, then you ain't got no bills. You think about it. You, you take all the bills in your life. You take them out. You're all your bills paid, and you got $2,000 for the next four or five months. Can you live? I said, bro, you got to think about this. Can you honestly think about it in your real life? Like, even back then when you were 18, 19, 20 years old. Bro, you, that's a, that ain't nothing. Man, y'all, man, y'all just stupid. Y'all get the money and want to go buy shoes. Why the fuck can I go buy me some shoes that I like? Why can I do that? Everybody else do it. Why can I do it? Man, it ain't, it ain't that I'm trying to keep up with the Joneses. I just want me some damn shoes. And if I go buy two pairs of shoes, I'm, I'm broke for the rest of the semester. Man, y'all get free food, blah, blah, blah. Okay, cool. Y'all got meal plans too, my nigga. What you mean? 
Students get meal plans. They, they, he was sitting there talking to me as if regular students don't get meal plans too. So they, y'all don't have to pay for food either, my nigga. So what are we talking about here? I said, bro, listen to me. Our day is completely booked up as a student athlete as Division One school. Your day is completely booked up from the time you wake up to the time you go to sleep at night. It's booked. Six o'clock, wake up for weight. Seven o'clock, you get out at seven, seven fifteen, seven thirty. Now you got to go straight to class from eight to twelve. However many classes you got that day. Then you got to go to study hall. Then you got to do your homework. Then you got to go to practice. Then you got to if you if you hurt, now you got to go get treatment. But it's my whole day. But regular students, they 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 got scholarships. They go to school for free. I can still go get me a little job on campus, a little job off campus, whatever the case may be, to help me to keep money in my pocket so I can live my life. Because at the end of the day, bro, 18, 19-year-old, 20-year-old kid, bro, that's still a kid. So you do want to go out and have fun. You do want to go out and, and buy some shoes and buy some clothes from time to time. It ain't that people blow their money, but it's like there's not enough money for me to live or to survive off of for four or five months. Because school don't start to the end of... August most time for colleges. So, say I get my refund. At, I get my refund at the end of August. So now I gotta pay September, October, November, December, January rent. Cause you gotta pay January because school don't start back again to the end of January. If rent still due on the first or the first through the fifth. So now I gotta pay five months rent. Let's say it's eight hundred dollars a piece, eight fifty. You know how college like college apartments work. This shit, come on, bro. So I'm like, bro, like you, you think it's small mind, like all oh, weird. Cause I done talked to a few people like that, like, man, y'all just y'all are y'all are spoiled. I'm like, spoiled, bro. We work our ass off for a scholarship. You work your ass off from the late from the late nights to the early morning, from being in the gym, from being on the field for hours trying to perfect your craft, and then you go home and ain't got nothing to eat at night. So I do agree that that student athletes should get paid. And it's like, like I said, I just think it's a slippery slope and you have to, I think it's enough smart people in this world to figure that out. And um, I, and I, I just honestly think that a piece, of, a piece of me just thinks that the NCAA understands that if we open it up at all, it, it's a never ending, it's never ending. It's going to be never ending. Do they got it? Yeah, they got it. They make billions of dollars every year. Yes, they got it. But it literally will be never ending. Because once you do that, and I even went so far to tell my home, but like, bro, because if you do it, bro, you even going to have to go back. It's going to be past people come up that played in the NCAA and try to sue the NCAA. Hey, but I played these years. Shouldn't the players that played in the past get paid if these players are going to get paid? Because I just, I think it was maybe four, four, five, four or five years ago maybe. It was a few years back. Um, I can't remember exactly when it was, but I can remember I went home to my mom's house just visiting, and it was a letter on the table that had my name on. I picked it up and I looked at it, and it was a lawsuit uh, from uh, from Ed Barron. I think it was Ed Barron, a player at UCLA, but he they did a lawsuit uh, through they they sued EA Sports for putting for making the NCAA college basketball game. They sued EA Sports, and. The 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 of course like I said I played and I can remember being on that game two years I don't know if I I think I was on there three three years but I know for sure I was on there for two years it didn't have my name on it it just had my height my weight my basketball number from Middle Tennessee like it had all this so I understand I knew who it was but 
they sued him and they got they won the case. Like I, I'm looking at the paperwork, I can remember calling this. Like I said, it was years ago, and I can remember calling my ex, and I was like, "Hey, should I figure this stuff out? Because I didn't know nothing about it." I'm like, "She said, what is?" It? And I told her what it was, the basis of it, and uh, she was like, "Shit, the worst that can happen is they y'all don't win." So yeah, fill it out. And I filled out the paperwork, sent it back in. I can remember a few years later, a check came in for it. It wasn't nothing but a couple hundred dollars, because I'm pretty sure a lot of people did it. Um, and they tell you in the paperwork when you read is that, hey, the amount of money you get depends on the amount of the amount of people that fill this paperwork out and sends it back in. Um, I cannot remember the number because, like I said, I know they won the lawsuit and I got a little check and I remember it came to my mom's house. <laughs> this this is why a lot of times uh, it was Ed O'Bannon. I'm sorry, I said Ed Bannon. Ed O'Bannon. Um, but I can remember the check came, and uh, she took it. <laughs> she what she does every time a uh, anything comes to the house for the most part, my mom will open it up if it has my name on it. She'll open it up. She'll be like, "Here, you, it came to my house, so I can look at it if I want to." Funny as hell, don't nothing really come, so I don't really care. But I can remember she called me. She was like. Hey, boy, you got a check here. I'm like, can I say she told me where it was from? And she was like, I said, how much is it? She told me the number. And she was like, and I and I paused. After she told me the number, I paused. She was like, you know I'm about to go cash this, right? I said, well, damn, mama, like, you can't just take my money. She's like, man, I need this money, so I'm going to have to keep it. She's like, you straight, though, right? I said, yeah, I'm good. You can keep it. And it was like I said, it was, I don't think it was, I think it was maybe three, four hundred dollars something crazy like that. But the um, it, it's, you know, it, it's... Those type of things that happen, so I understand why the uh, why the NCAA is hesitant on just saying, "Yeah, we're gonna pay our players." So you have to think about it. Like I said, I know people don't want to think about it from the NCAA's point of view. I just think about it like it's a lot of motherfuckers that they're gonna have to think about paying. So um, hopefully one day they'll figure it out, man. Again, congratulations to Debo Sweeney that ain't got none. He him getting his money. Congratulations to him, man. I, I'm I'm not gonna sit and be like, man, y'all paying him but won't pay the players. I understand, like, I understand it from both sides, and I still agree. Even though I do understand it from both sides, I still agree that uh, student athletes should be paid. There is a way to do it. I think the NCAA and some people need to sit down and make that happen. Um, to go from there, man, I gotta go stay in the sports, man. I the NFL draft is going on. I'm gonna tell y'all the truth. I could give two fucks about it. I don't watch the NFL draft. I never have, and I probably never will because I do not, I'm not invested in the NFL draft. <laughs> it's in Nashville. All I know is there's a whole lot of motherfucking people down here in Nashville right now for this NFL draft. It is a shit ton of traffic. But other than that, I don't know. I don't know. Of course, I know some players that get drafted, but I don't, I don't follow uh, individual players like that um, to really – comment on what's what in the NFL draft. This is me being 100% honest. So um, I'm just going to skip right on over that. We're going to go right on to the NBA playoffs, man, where I dwell, where I excel at. And, oh, man, it's, it's, it's fun. NFL, I mean, the NBA playoffs, the first round has been the most entertaining first round of the playoffs I've seen in a very long time. 
I got to be 100% honest. It's the best first-round playoff matchups that I've seen in a very, very long time. Um, just for the simple – it's just been competitive. The only the only series that really wasn't competitive in the first round was the Milwaukee-Detroit series. That series was a wash. Like, Blake Griffin was hurt. Um, Blake Griffin was hurt. So, it didn't really – um, it just wasn't. It wasn't entertaining. They got swept. They they swept Detroit. Now the Boston Indiana series, even though it was a sweep, I was entertained by that series. It was some competitive games in that series that I really really enjoyed watching. Um, even though they did end up getting swept. To stay in the East, man, Philadelphia went on and beat Brooklyn, uh, four to one. Good series. Um. I'm going to tell you the truth. It, it wasn't that it was just overly entertaining. It was entertaining because of the trash talk that was back and forth. Like, I, I knew that Philadelphia was going to win this series easily. Um, but it was it was a good series to me. I just That's just for me. I enjoyed it. The trash talk, the, 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 the back and forth between the two teams and individual players, it was fun for me. Um, to stay, like I said, staying in the East, the last series in it was Toronto versus uh, Orlando. And... Wasn't to wasn't the most entertaining, um, to be honest with you, um, because Toronto doesn't play an exciting style of basketball. Not to me, they don't. Neither does Orlando. Orlando tries to play, but they just wasn't as talented. So you know, it didn't really. Um, uh, but Orlando snuck a game out. They won game one in their series. Then they like a secondary sweep, and Toronto just went on a uh, won four games straight. But it was a good series. like So that was entertaining out East. And in the East, the second round is going to be it. Second round is going to be crazy. You got Milwaukee versus Boston, Philadelphia versus Toronto. It's going to be crazy in the second round. The second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs are going to be crazy. And I cannot wait for the for it to start. Like right now, they're on, they on hold right now because we're still trying to finish things up out West and uh, get the second round matchups uh, Get the second round matchup uh, set out west, and right now the only two teams to advance: Houston beat uh, the Utah Jazz four one. Ah, that series was interesting, man. They, I, I hated the way that they guard. I hated the way Utah guarded James Harden. It was pretty much just standing behind him, and uh, James Harden. To be honest, it wasn't a great series for him. He got the numbers, of course, because he's just gonna have the ball enough to get his numbers, but it wasn't a great series for him I just didn't like it he he took some bad shots he missed a lot of shots like one game he started 0 for 15 the next game he started like 0 for 8 0 for 9 so but he still got his numbers just for the simple fact that he just gonna have a ball enough to get his number so but it was a good series man Donovan Mitchell um his second year man was the second year that that I appreciated I truly, truly appreciated his second year, man. I, I watched him. Um, nobody, first and foremost, um, excuse me. Mm. Nothing like some cold water. But I appreciated his second year. First and foremost, nobody knew coming out of Louisville that he was going to be what he was his rookie year. I don't think nobody saw that, but he had a hell of a rookie year. And... uh 
early in his second year, I, uh, that it was some reports like, man, he he was questioning it because he was like, was I a one-hit wonder? Like, I snuck up on people last year. Is that why I was so good last year? Now they know. Um, so now what am I going to do uh, to try to improve my game and take it to the next level? And I can appreciate that. I appreciate his second year, man. He he went through some ups and downs in his second year, and I think he's going to grow from that. I think he's going to be better from that because the first part of his second year, um, the first half of this year, it wasn't good for him. But then from January up into the playoffs, he kind of picked it up. He learned some things, learned how to learn how to score in different ways. So um, it was it was cool to see his growth and the ups and downs of his second year. And in the playoffs, man, he didn't have a good playoffs this year. He um, he just didn't. Let's just call it what it is, man. I know even in game five, he had crucial turnovers, shot the ball terrible in game five. Uh, which is, you know, once again, I just think it's part of the process. I think, and if he stays the course, he will get past this and be better from it. So, um, hope he goes into this offseason, like, thinking about what, like, how to get better. Like I said, just thinking about the things of the game and how he can make himself better as an individual and also help his team win. Um, so, But uh, Houston beat them, so they're on to the second round. The other team that's on to the second round, who I've been literally going at it with people about, is Portland versus OKC. Portland beat the Oklahoma City Thunder 4-1. And truth be told, to me, it, it was competitive, but eh, really wasn't to me. I'm talking about it was... It, it it was, man, Dame showed his ass. Let's just call it what it is. Dame showed his ass. Um, and, the, and, of course, man, it's all, you know, I'm pretty sure y'all saw it too. Of course, man, is Dame better than, uh, than, 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 than Westbrook? And, you know, for me personally, I do think that Dame is better, but I thought Dame was better for the past few years. Um. Uh, and the reason I think that it's like, but and, and no, I, I got a group, I got a couple groups that I'm in that I, that we text back and forth about basketball, and one of the groups, man, and they was just like, man, how can y'all say that Dame is better when Russ averaged a triple double? And I'm like, bruh, I told y'all this before, and y'all heard me say it on this podcast, take the top 15 players in this league, put the ball in their hand, the way James Harden has the ball, the way Westbrook has the ball, the way LeBron has the ball in their hand. Every one of them in the top 15, however your top 15, you take your top 15, if you put the ball in their hands like that, bro, they can all average 30. They might not can average a triple-double, but they can all average 30. Because this league is just, it's not that tough to score like that. So, we've been going back and forth, and I was just telling them in that group, I'm like, if y'all believe it, I'm not against you saying that Westbrook is better. But tell me what he's better at than Damian Lillard on a basketball court. And I told them, I said, when you do that, all I want you to do is don't mention to me that he plays hard. Because my thing is, I don't give a fuck about you playing hard if you make bad decisions. I'd rather you make better decisions than just run out here and just run real fast. That's just me. Because my thing is, the reason that Dame, the Dame won, the reason that Dame and the Portland Trailblazers won that series because he never tried, he never had nothing to prove. It was never like, man, I got to prove that I'm better than Westbrook. Westbrook was out there trying to prove to people that he was better than Damian Lillard. And I said it like, Westbrook could get into a pissing competition with anybody. How you get into a pissing competition with Ricky Rubio? 
It don't make sense. You did that in last year's playoff just because Ricky Rubio got a triple-double. And you was hell-bent the next game. And I'm going to shut that shit down. It came out in the next game and got like three fouls in the first four minutes of the game trying to prove a point. But you end up still going home early just for the fact that you're trying to prove a point. So, you know, I, 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 it's, it's funny because it was funny to me because I gave, I sent them like, and I was just at the tip of the iceberg, I sent them five different reasons to why I think Damian Lillard is better than Westbrook. And like nobody could even send me one. Man, he averaged more assists. I'm like, does that make him a better passer just because he averaged more assists? No, to me, that just means that he holds the ball and he's either going to shoot it or he's going to get an assist. I said, because with those triple double, like with those double digit assists, he also averaged about eight turnovers a game, too. So, how good of a passer is he? So, <laughs> your turnover, your, your assist to turnover ratio is terrible because they're not that good of a passer, but of course he's a, he's a talented player, so he's going to get some assists. But just because you got average 11 assists, but don't mean that you're a good pass. It just For Westbrook, it don't mean that he's a good pass. It just means that he just holds the ball. And they was like, damn, bro, you might be right. I said, hey, bro, I'm just telling you the truth, what I'm, what I'm looking at. He's a terrible shooter, the worst decision maker in the NBA by far. Decision making and, and, and tempo and winning a game, by far the worst. So I, I, I'll take Damian Lillard 10 out of 10 times easily. Um, and and that's just that's just me, and I understand why. People, like I said, it's not that I hate on Westbrook. I understand when people like Westbrook, he plays hard and all that stuff. I said, but sometimes, but you got to get past the playing hard and trying to play smart, trying to play with a purpose. So Portland is on to the second round. Um, Houston, right? Like I said, they're in the second round, and they are waiting on the winners of Golden State and the L.A. Clippers. Now, this series has been interesting to say the least. Uh, Golden State has won big. They've given up, they've given up big leads to um they've given up big leads in this series to um to the Clippers. Uh they came back from 31 down one time. And uh with this series, I just think Golden State is like a like a like a switch. Like sometimes they good, sometimes they bad. And it's like they have focus sometimes and then sometimes they don't. So I never really know. I I think no. okay, so I think they're gonna win the series, but I think they're gonna go ahead and win tonight. They play tonight. I think they're gonna go ahead and win. Um because I think after game four well, that was game four. No, that was game five. Last night, well, the other night, I think that they are pissed off about it, and so um, I think they, I think the Clippers have a undivided attention. So I think they're going out there because even after the thirty-one point loss, the next game, Golden State just came out there and just smacked them in the first ten minutes of the game, and it was over. So um, I think that they will go ahead and win this series. I just hope that they keep that attention to just go ahead and finish the series off. No point to just keep playing with it, especially when you got Houston waiting on you in the second round. And I don't think Houston will win this series, but you know you still want to be as fresh as you can um, to play in that series against Houston. So uh, Durant has been great, had forty five uh, last game in Game Five, so he's been great since Game Two. 
He's been really, really good since game two. I'm, I don't think it'll stop. And the other series in the West is the Denver versus San Antonio series, and which has been probably the most, the most back and forth series. Uh, Denver has been pretty good. San Antonio has been decent. San Antonio won the other night um, when people didn't give them a chance to. So I'm looking forward to that game seven. They're going to game seven. They're tied 3-3 right now, so they're going into game seven. And I'm honestly, I picked San Antonio to win this series because of their coach and their, um, what you call it, uh, veterans on their team. Uh, so I think Denver's just young. I think that they don't know. I don't think, I don't, I don't, I don't know if they know how to win at this level yet. I wouldn't be surprised if Denver won, but, uh, but I'm definitely picking San Antonio to win this series just for the simple fact, bro. I think pop, uh, his adjustment that he makes from game to game, from quarter to quarter sometimes, gives them the advantage to to um, to do that. It gives them, them the advantage to, to just give them an edge in the series. Like I said, I think, um, I can't even say that, that uh, Denver has more talent. I can't even say that. I just think it's, even across the board, I just think the coaching for San Antonio is just way better. And they're not saying that Denver coach is not good, but but San Antonio is just way better coach. So I think they'll win this series. I think they play Saturday night, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but the second round of the Western Conference playoffs is going to be good, man, because I'm looking forward to that, uh, to that Houston and, and Golden State series. Um, I'm looking for James Harden to to bounce back. Because <laughs> like I said, uh, the first round of the playoffs for him, for me, and I'm pretty sure even to his standards, I know he's happy. Um, I know he's happy to advance, but I also understand, like, if you want to be a great player, man, like, uh, you have to, you look yourself in the mirror, like, but that was just, wasn't a good series. Thank God we got out, but it wasn't a good series. So um, I'm looking for him to bounce back. And uh, to go back to Westbrook, man, I, I hope this offseason, he said something uh, after the game, after the, after game five against Portland, he, he went to the press conference. He was like, man, at the end of every season, I look at myself and try to think of ways to make it better, uh, that I can be better to win games. And, you know, he was he was humble about it. And I understand, but, I, I, but sitting from a different point of view, I hope this offseason – he gives somebody else a chance into his into his world to help him out. Uh, I understand that coming out of high school, he wasn't highly ranked. Um, only reason he got into UCLA because somebody didn't take the scholarship. Uh, so you know he he was he's always fought against it and he's always done it his way. Um, like y'all told me, I couldn't do it, but. I'm going to show you that I can. His mentality has always been there. But at this stage in your career, I think this was season 10, so I think he'll be going into his 11th year. Um, I think he needs someone else to come in and give him a different perspective than 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 himself. Do you know what I'm saying? Like he, I think he needs someone 
not to bash him or anything like that, but just give him a different perspective because he's going to go into his offseason like, bro, I average a triple-double again. I'm I'm one of the best players in the world. He's not going to look at himself to try to change anything to make him make his team better. Because I think with Russell Westbrook, like, once once the rubber meets the road and something needs to happen, he thinks he can do it by himself. And he pretty much just blocks out. Everybody else that's on his team, I'm going to do it myself. So I think he needs someone to just sit down and just to just give him a different perspective and hopefully bring him. I think what he needs is just some calm. Man. Somebody told me, but that nigga needs some weed. I was dying laughing when they said that. But I'm like... I don't know what he, I think he needs some calm. Like he's, he he don't have no composure um, with the game of basketball. It's like his one speed. And, and anybody that has played the game, you can't play at one speed. You can't play like that. Like Magic Johnson tells a story all the time that his, his rookie year, he came into the league and his first game in the league, uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar hit a, hit a game-winning shot from the free throw line with a sky hook. And Magic was like, man, I went crazy. Like, I ain't never saw nothing like that. He hit a sky hook from the free throw line to win the game. And he was like, after the game, Kareem was like, man, we got 81 more of these. You got to calm down, young fella. Like, we got we got some more. So his energy, although you love it, you got to learn how to control it. You got to know when to bring that out, how to bring that out, when you can attack, how to attack. Time, score, pace. You got to learn all these things to make you a good point guard in the league. Like, and like I said, I know he's a good point guard, but just me being honest, like, it's a, it's a lot of point guards that I'll probably take over him. He's going to give you the numbers, but he also going to give you that play that'll make you lose the game. And I need my point guard to give me the play that's going to help me win the game instead of lose it. So, um, I, that's the only thing that I can say about Westbrook, man. I hope. That uh, that honestly, he goes into this offseason and uh, just give anybody outside of himself. I think he needs somebody that's outside of his inner circle um, to just come in and just give him a different perspective on the game of basketball. You can still play with your play with play with a sense of urgency and not play a hundred miles an hour every possession. You dig what I'm saying? Because I think cause in this last series, man, like I think, and hopefully in this last series, they show. And I know he's been doing that for a few years. Like he gonna go out swinging and all of that, but hopefully this series showing the most. Cause like Dame Dollar just was smooth and calm the entire series. Like Westbrook would make a shot in the first quarter and beat his motherfucking chest and running and jumping on stuff and man, I'm gonna bust his ass and blah blah blah. And I'm like, bro, this got a long way to go, bro. Got a long game ahead of you. So, you know, um, you know, I, like I said, I think that he can, he can, I don't know, it's so late in his career, like I said, going into the season 11 probably. It's going to be hard to change him, but I think if he's the type of player that I, that I think he is, man, hopefully he can change that and just be better. Um, not not an individual but as a uh, as a team leader, I think he needs to be a lot better in order to try to get that franchise to where he says, um, yeah, to to if he to get them where he says that he wants them to go. Let me put it like that. That's that's where to put it. He says that he wants certain things 
out of the organization. And if he wants it to go that to get to that point, he's going to have to start with himself and not just say, and it's not from a uh, get better as an individual. It's from, well, you got to get better as an individual, but it's more of a mental thing for me with Westbrook than a uh, than an effort thing. So, um, hopefully he gets to a point where he can uh, he can do that. So, again, man, I want to appreciate, man, I think that's all I got for this week. Yeah, I think that's everything I got. Um, hey, man, uh, oh, the movie of the week, man, uh, Amateur. Uh, movie, it's an older movie, came out in 2018 um, on Netflix. Uh, it's a Netflix film, and uh, the Tyreek from Power, he stars in it. Um, but just to read you the bio, man, he's got the talent to be a star, but to make it in a cutthroat world, he'll have to play big game on and off the course. So it's pretty much just a movie about making the right decision, man, and doing the right things for yourself when you not only on the court where, where we all find, where athletes find their bliss, but off the court when the world can be so much chaos. So it's a really good movie, man. Y'all should go watch it. Um, but, yeah, I think that's everything that I got this week, man. Um, again, man, I want to thank you guys for giving me your ear for however long I decide to ramble on about a little bit of nothing every week. If y'all have any questions, concerns, comments, whatever the case may be, man, y'all know where to find me at, at Prisoner of War 10. Prisoner of War 10 on Twitter and on Instagram, Facebook, type in my name, Desmond Yates. You can find me there. Um, send me some questions, send me some comments, whatever. Send me some love, send me some hate, send me something. Um and like I say every week, man, I just appreciate y'all. I truly, truly do. And you can fit in. Just be unusual when you do it. I'm out.